Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 5.30 in the morning London time on Thursday the 2nd of February. The US Federal Reserve did what was expected and raised rates by a quarter percent. US Fed Chair Powell then spent the press conference offering a confused set of signals, even by the confused standards of Fed Chair Powell's ordinary comments. There was an attempt to assert that things were going to be tough and the Fed was going to be hawkish with more rate hikes coming, but also an admission that the Fed was not concerned by the more dovish view that financial markets have. Because of the June policy errors and the trashing of forward guidance, markets do not see any reason to follow the words of Fed Chair Powell too closely and were generally inclined to follow the actions of the Federal Reserve instead. The result is that the Fed is on track to peak interest rates around the end of the quarter, and the debate now is likely to resolve into one that focuses on how soon they will be cutting rates. In the past 30 years, there have effectively been four US Federal Reserve policy tightening cycles, and the Fed cut rates on three of those four occasions within six months of the previous peak. With the Fed disposed of, it is time for the Bank of England and the European Central Bank. For the Bank of England, the expectation is a half-point increase, but market attention is likely to focus on how split the decision is and what the guidance is likely to be. The bank has not trashed forward guidance, and so comments on the bank are still worth paying attention to. On the other hand, the bank is quite divided over policy, with a three-way split in policy at the last meeting. Think of the Monetary Policy Committee as an Oxford College senior common room engaged in an intensely passionate academic debate that is perhaps slightly detached from any thought of real-world consequences. The UK has the trifecta of monetary, quantitative and fiscal policy tightening at the moment, and it is the monetary policy tightening that is likely to conclude relatively soon. For the European Central Bank, there is also an expectation of a half-point rate increase, and here the focus is on how long the tightening is likely to continue. The challenge at the ECB is not necessarily the economics but understanding the internal politics of the ECB under the current weak leadership. That does raise a risk that the interest rate tightening cycle continues for longer, not because it makes economic sense, but because there's no one able to bring the factions together in a way to stop it. Away from the central bank excitement, there's US unit labour cost and non-farm productivity data. The concept here is something that's very useful. Unit labour costs are, in theory, the best representation of the labour costs that companies are actually facing. And the generally low level of unit labour costs are a reminder of just how much the current inflation episode has depended on profit margin expansion. However, the numbers are not remotely reliable. Productivity is everything economists cannot explain about GDP packaged into a single statistic, and the GDP data itself are numbers that will be revised multiple times in the future. Unit labour costs depend on GDP in its calculation, so 
the data today lacks precision and can be best used to tell a very general story about cost pressures. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.